This is your 1017 The Truth News Update. Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie Ricks with your news update. A pedestrian was struck by a driver near 14th and Atkinson on Thursday evening, according to the Milwaukee Police Department. The crash happened around 9.15 p.m., and the police said that the driver did not stop. The pedestrian, a 37-year-old woman, was taken to a local hospital with life-threatening injuries. Police said that they are investigating the incident, and they asked anyone with any information to contact them at 414-935-7360. If you would like to remain anonymous, you can contact Crime Stoppers at 414-224-TIPS. Not far from that scene, a double shooting occurred just a few hours prior. Milwaukee police say two males, a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old, were shot and injured near 20th and Atkinson around 6 p.m. Police are still seeking unknown suspects in that investigation as well. Two people were sentenced in Water Street's mass shooting just before the one-year anniversary. If you recall, 16 people were shot and injured following the Bucks' Game 6 last spring. Marquise Lamar Jackson was sentenced to 22 years in prison and 15 years extended supervision. He pleaded guilty to one count of aggravated battery and seven counts of first-degree reckless injury as a party to a crime. Alexis Jackson Milton was sentenced to five years in prison and five years of extended supervision. She pleaded guilty to one count of aggravated battery. Milwaukee police previously announced that 17 people were injured, which includes a victim in a shooting a few blocks away the same night. In total, 21 people were injured that night in three separate downtown shootings. This was the news update on 1017 The Truth. The Tory Lowe Show continues next here on the new 1017 The Truth. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank candid and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Always got to do my seat, I tell you. I got to get that song about short people. You never heard it? Uh, I probably shouldn't play it because then we'll get in trouble. Okay, that's not true. I'll get in trouble. It's Friday. Can you tell? Everything's going on. Everything's ripping and running. And I got to admit, today is Pop-Off Friday. Y'all forgot, but it's here. And so I've been looking at all the stories and all the things that just decidedly made me a little upset, a little mad. So right now I had to rip and run. I'm overheated. What are you all watching in there? Look at that. I, I don't know what that means. I can't hear. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm in here pontificating about important things, news of the day, and you're watching a little mermaid. You're what? Jody, beat it. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because we're having a good time because it's Friday. We're having a great time. By the way, Jody just came through on some stuff. So, you know, I got to give Jody some room. So, that's what I'm saying. 833-212-1017 is the number. The reason I'm going so slow is because I'm making sure I'm loaded up and on LinkedIn because I have some things I have to say today. I have some things I want to play today. And the only way that I can do that is to have it ready for you because... This is Pop-Off Friday. And I'm upset about some stuff. I'm a little perturbed. Well, that's not true. I'm a lot perturbed about some things that are going on today. So rather than talk about it, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm going to give you the number now because once I start talking, I know I'm going to forget. A former U.S. Marine sergeant, I know you heard about it, who killed a homeless man by putting him in a chokehold on a New York City subway was charged with manslaughter today in a Manhattan criminal court hours after he surrendered to police. A viral video showing Daniel Penny putting 30-year-old Jordan Neely in a chokehold. Now, this happened on May 1st. While they rode the F train in Manhattan, Neely died from a compression of the neck, the medical examiner said. But Penny's lawyer said... Their client didn't mean to kill him. Really. According to witnesses, Neely, who was known to impersonate Michael Jackson on the subway system, was complaining loudly about being hungry, saying he was ready to die. Now get this. When Penny came up behind him and grabbed him, or should they say gripped him around the neck. This is from Reuters.com, Reuters News Service. Penny, 24, restrained him on the floor of the subway car until Neely appeared to stop moving. The man was later declared dead. Penny was arraigned on one count of second-degree manslaughter in Manhattan Criminal Court where Judge Keith McGrath set his bond at $100,000, ordered him to surrender his passport. He was released on bond as due back in court July 17th. He was handcuffed when he entered the room 
and was not in handcuffs when he exited after the brief hearing. His lawyer, Thomas Kenneth, said during the hearing, Mr. Penny not only has ties to the community, he is, in fact, a pillar of his community. You know, pillars of communities don't walk up behind people who are allegedly threatening, threatening someone else. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't hear he had a weapon. I didn't hear he had a gun. He, uh, he appeared threatening. Black man talking loud in the subway. But there's a bystander video of the killing that drew national attention. And there were protests by those who said prosecutors delayed in charging Penny, who's white, with killing Neely, a black man. Some said the incident amounted to a lynching and as an example of white vigilantism against people of color. So if you watch the video and if you hear the report, I want you to listen. Because Penny's attorneys told the court that he grew up in New York City before serving four years in the Marine Corps. After Penny was honorably discharged, he pursued a bachelor's degree in architecture in New York City, blah, 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 blah. Um, he attained the rank of sergeant, received awards, good conduct medal. Doesn't everybody get a good, good conduct medal? No, I'm just, I'm, just being, I'm just teasing. In an earlier statement from his legal team, Penny expressed condolences to those close to Mr. Neely. It alleged that Neely had, watch this, aggressively threatened passengers in the subway car. Now watch this. Did he touch them? Did he hit him? Did he punch him? Did he have a weapon, a knife, a gun? Oh. A spate of attacks on train passengers last year, particularly Asian Americans, prompted New York City Mayor Eric Adams to increase police patrols and expand outreach to the mentally ill in the subway system, citing rising homelessness in the wake of the pandemic. I've got a video I want you to listen to so that you can grasp what's going on. Uh, I listen to it, but I, like everyone else, are human. So, Rhea, you might want to keep your finger on the dump switch because, you know, sometimes things can be graphic. A former U.S. Marine who allegedly put a homeless man in a chokehold that killed him on a New York City subway train will be arrested on Friday and charged with manslaughter. That's according to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg in a statement on Thursday. A video circulating online shows the 24-year-old former Marine, identified as Daniel Penny, a white man, putting a black man, identified as 30-year-old Jordan Neely, into a chokehold for more than three minutes. Two other men on the Manhattan train are seen restraining Neely's arms before he goes limp. Reuters could not identify the authenticity of the video. According to the New York Medical Examiner's Office, Neely died from compression against his neck. Anti-blackness! Anti-blackness! Kill! Kill! The incident has sparked protests in New York, with some describing it as white vigilantism against people of color. Penny's lawyers in a statement said the former Marine, quote, never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death, alleging that Neely had aggressively threatened passengers on the subway. Penny's attorneys did not immediately respond to a request for comment. An attorney for Neely's family said in a statement on Monday that Penny's actions on the train and his words show that, quote, he needs to be in prison. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, speaking at City Hall in Lower Manhattan on Wednesday, said Neely did not deserve to die. This has been a week of strong emotions in our city. One of our own is dead. A black man, black like me, a man named Jordan, the name I gave my son. 
a New Yorker who struggled with tragedy, trauma, and mental illness. Adams last year increased police patrols and expanded outreach to the mentally ill on the subway, citing rising homelessness in the wake of the pandemic and a spate of attacks on train passengers, particularly against Asian Americans. So here we have an instance where a person who is perceived to be acting aggressively, and let's say for the record, he was aggressive. The lawyer is saying Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely. I guess when he put his arm around his neck, and as you can see in the video, compressed his neck, that wasn't intentional. He said he couldn't have foreseen his untimely death. If you put your arm around somebody's neck and squeeze in a compression hold, I think you should have the temerity to know that death might occur. We get it. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of mental illness. But it's not just in the black community. Because there are more white people in the world, there's, I could safely say there's more mental illness in the white community. But it doesn't matter. You put your arms around a person's neck and you choked them until they died because they were acting aggressively, but yet did not say, making aggressively, what, what did he say? Being aggressively threatening. What is that? Walking in, being black and talking loud? And then it hit me. I remembered growing up and I said, oh, I get it now. You remember the old saying, sticks and stones will break my bones? Well, in New York, sticks and stones will break your bones. Words? They'll kill you. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It must be Friday. You know, when you try to open your own phone and it won't open because you don't know the. And you don't know the. Uh, password. Uh, what was this? I'm done. <laughs> 833 is the number. You got something to pop off about today? How do you kill somebody? with an arm around their neck when they're not doing anything. This guy, and everybody's kissing his ring because he's a 
He's a uh, former Marine sergeant. So what? You came up behind somebody who was not threatening you at all. He was aggressively threatening by talking. His words got him killed because you decided that you didn't think somebody should be doing that. You're right. See, mentally ill people do that. And had you been trained to deal with mentally ill people, which is the perfect example of being a former Marine and your job is to kill people to defend the country, you weren't defending anybody. He wasn't attacking you personally. If you had to walk up behind him and put your arms around his neck to choke him, that's on you. I hope you go to jail. I also hope you get a fair trial. I hope that more than him going to jail. Why? Because I want everybody to get a fair trial. But based on what you said, if it's unfortunate, then you should unfortunately go to prison. I think they said he can get somewhere from three to 25 years. I think five years should be enough. Maybe 10 because you killed somebody who was not doing anything to you, who was not threatening you. Well, he was acting in a threatening. He was, he was aggressively threatening. Well, what is that? What's the generalization of, of, of aggressively threatening? Like, can somebody tell me that? 833-212-1017. Somebody help me understand what aggressively threatening is. Because right now, my voice and my arm gestures is aggressively threatening. So because you were scared, you choked and killed somebody? You literally choked the life out of a man. You literally killed a person. And and act like it was okay, like it's normal. Well, you know, he was threatening. Y'all been saying that about black people for 200 years. Well, we shot him because he was threatening. There's a difference in a police officer perceiving a threat and understanding the steps that it takes and all the preclusion that, that encompasses that. And a Marine who don't know his head from a hole in the wall as it relates to law enforcement. I don't care if he was a Marine Corps cop. He wasn't a civilian cop. And you killed somebody. What an idiot. I hope he goes to jail. I don't think they can find a jail big enough or deep enough to throw him in. And guess what? Military training is not an excuse. Talking text line 414-0795 says, Dr. Ken, if the man who put the guy in the choco has military training, then he was well aware of the fact that he could have killed him. He may not have been. He might, he might have actually been stupid. And you know the beauty of that? I'm glad you said that. You know the beauty of that? That chokehold is not court defensible. See, what people don't understand about law enforcement is when they do things, it's worked its way through the courts, and the court has decided this is what is court defensible. That's why they call it defensive and arrest tactics. It's trained by the state. These are your parameters. That's it. Guess what they removed? From defensive and arrest tactics in the state of Wisconsin and most states of the union. Chokeholds. But you thought you was going to be Johnny Citizen? That's what happens when white people think that they're being 
citizens saving people when, in fact, they're vigilantes. And last time I checked, vigilantism is pretty much against the law. 833-212-1017 is the number. Sandra, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. Well, hello. How are you? How are you doing? It's Friday. It's Pop-Off Friday. What you got? Uh, yes, I'm glad you said that. Because at least you were thinking my mind, because my mind said, how come, the guy just said it, how come that this guy is a Marine, he should know that the chokehold, what he used on that man would kill him. And I believe he knew, because they are the first to go to war. Supposedly, from what I understand, and they're the first, they get trained uh, medically. I got trained just at the job I was on, because I was in the medical part, you know, to help somebody if they, you know, Mm -hmm. got sick. In the right. plant. So we got trained on that stuff. We got trained on those defibrillators and all of that. So this guy, he was trained, and it was three of them on that guy, and the guy was just flailing. And then uh, uh, one guy came along and said, he said, man, you're going to kill him. Get up. Get up. You're going to kill him. And it puts me in the mind of that Aubrey case where he was running through the, uh, that area. And then all three of these men went after him. Why can't they do? Why can't they be fair? You know, uh, well, they will be one on one. Let's go. They will be. They they, they charge them. But now everybody's upset. Why did you take this to a grand jury? Well, because granted, Alvin Bragg is going Mm -hmm. after people. And some of the stuff he tried to do with Trump didn't make any Mm -hmm. sense because nobody else would do it. The feds wouldn't do it. There's no crime there. And so he's trying to do stuff. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's it's political. This one was shutting. This Mm -hmm. one was like, I mean, come on. Like, you have video of this guy killing him. Like, there's actual mm-hmm. video of killing this guy. And you're going to mm-hmm. sit here and say, well, you know, he was trying to help. Help who? Who on that train mm-hmm. felt threatened mm-hmm. enough? If you've read, I've ridden the L in Chicago enough that you can tell someone who's mentally ill and know when they're mm-hmm. going to do something and know when they're not. Now, today I'd be scared because now people carry guns and knives and all kind of crazy stuff. Knives, but yeah. for the most part, you know. You should mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I want to know I what happened Chauvin to the knew. people around them. Yeah. yeah. Well, one guy came, but Chauvin, you could see on the video, he kept pressing and harder and harder. The more uh, uh, that guy, uh, Floyd, kept saying, you know, whatever he was saying, but mama or whatever, he kept pressing harder. You, If you watch the video, you can just see him pressing harder. I watched harder the video. It harder. didn't look like he was pressing harder. It oh, looked I like can he see was, that neat, looked, oh, Hang on. You, we, we, we see what we want to see. I, I, I'll i give you that. Uh-uh, no, play it again. I'll let come me finish. down there and watch it. You're let me finish? Okay, go ahead. Sure, 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 sure. Uh-huh. Is yeah, this the Ken and Sandra show or the Sandra Kids show? <laughs> it's the Ken's show. Let go right ahead. I want you to finish. But but no, I would say look at it. I'm sure he did because he applied pressure because he was he was moving. I think the problem was. What about those guys? He can I finish? Forget it. I'm not talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no. go ahead. Uh-uh, I'm not talking no, no, about no, it. No, go ahead. no. Yes. No. But I'm just saying, why no. is they so chicken? And he got all those cops with guns. Nobody, everybody else was scared to come toward him. Because he's done it before. So the people. Because the people he's done it before. And he's gotten away with it before. Him. Sure. But he's gotten away with it before. So nobody else said anything. But let me tell you something. He the, knew, he knew uh, Floyd. They worked together. Oh, yeah. They worked together. They had words before. But that's yes. neither here nor there. He's in prison. Hopefully, he'll be there for the rest of his life. Uh, I think it's here or there because uh, uh, that boy, uh, I won't say, Floyd uh, had a little white girlfriend, and he might have been racist. 
Well, we don't. Come on, we can't. We can't keep making and piling on stuff that we don't really know about. Well, the man, look, the come man on. was in handcuffs. So, are, are you? He was in handcuffs. Sandra, come His on. Sandra, down. that's out of All bounds. Cops. You're not listening. No, that's no, out of no, bounds. No. Him They're having a white girlfriend ain't got nothing to come on. You can't speak we truth that you don't know, Sandra. No, I'm just saying, Sandra, Sandra I'm not going to let that happen. I think he no, was no, he was no. jealous. That's all no. I was saying. You can't say you that. Know, he you don't know that. Racist. Come on, Sandra, know. stop. I'm just telling stop you. Stop it, Sandra. Know. But no, no, there's no but. Day. There's no but, Sandra. I'm going to put you on hold. had a group of people. There's no but. He was handcuffed. Bye, Sandra. I'm going to tell you one more case. Goodbye, Sandra. Goodbye, Sandra. Arsabella. Arsabella. Isabella, another case where a bunch of cops jumped on him, you know, and uh, they played it early. When they played it early, he said, uh, please let me go home. Please let me go home. And uh, and then that cop, from what I understood, he wasn't even supposed to be having the party. And that's all I got to say. How can he not have a party at his house? Well, they said that for some reason it was during the COVID or something that uh, he wasn't supposed to be having a party or something. That's what at first when they first brought right, it out. Right. So that's yeah. Mm, well, well I'm not in on that. that uh, I don't have uh, all the facts in that. So, <clears throat> so that's well, that's I neither don't here. either. But well, no, I'm you're making assumptions and you can't do that. I'm putting you on hold. Bye. Okay, I don't Bye, Sandra. Bye. Bye. Eight three three two. See, I'll see what I got to put up with Sandra every week, every day. She calls in and she pecks and she pokes and she. <sighs> Tony, what you want? Are you going to be nice today? <laughs> Somebody going to be I'm nice to me right. today? <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you, you said it was Fire Friday. It's Pop-Off Friday. Oh, well, Pop-It Off Friday. So, so what's going on? Off, right? What's up with you? No, I, I, was, I, I saw this um, last week, and I was curious if you were going to actually talk about this uh, and bring this topic up. Um, I was listening to, well, actually, I saw earlier a little clip, and then, you know, I, I go through the YouTube comment section. Right. And just so happened I was going through the YouTube comment section on NBC, and, you know, people were talking about, oh, this Marine is a hero. Um, they should get him. He should be the mayor. I was like, I don't know too many heroes that walk up behind somebody and choke out a mentally ill person. Sounds like a punk so, to me. Exactly. And so, you know, people's comments were just, they were saying that, oh, well, he was threatening people. Again, like, so? I don't I, I don't <laughs> care if you, it, it, you know, it, I, I don't know how your mother was, but, you know, I was taught that, look, if somebody can say whatever they want to say to you, but as soon as you put they, they put their hands on you, then yep. you just knock holy all of them. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's when you do something. Like, you can say all you want to. But again, this dude was just saying all of this wasn't he was indirectly talking out loud. If I Not say that I want to if I tell you I'm hungry and now I'm going through which which reminds me, he may have had some medical issues because if he was hungry and he was acting like that, there's a reason for that. Blood, right. sugar, all that. Then on top of that, right. he tells you he wants to die. So those two opposing things don't make any sense. You want to eat because you want to live and you want to die because you have mental health issues, which means somebody should have called the police. Exactly. And I feel like those, the other people that were helping him do this, like, oh, well, he was trying to, um, uh, oh, he was kept moving his arm. Yeah, because he's trying to breathe. (laughs) I was like, of course. Well, they crossed his... 
they, they, they crossed his arms in front of him and they held him. And you saw one guy stand up. So, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I think they need more people like you and I there to, to – we don't need to – you know, we see another brother in need, we're just going to like, hey, brother, what what can we do? I ain't going to sit there and let some, something like that and this man get choked out like that. Yep. Like, what to do? What are you doing? And that made no sense. I, I've – I've been in I, I've been in the mental health field, so I know directly. People, you know, people with uh, paranoid schizophrenia, um, you know, bipolar one and two things yep. of that sort. People going through manic episodes, and that so and I that coupled with handle. physical ailments, pain alone can cause yeah. you to do strange things. Exactly. Yeah. So I know directly. This isn't you know just is something I this third party or, or, or any conjecture or anything like that. Right. I directly dealt with situations with people like that and somebody going through a manic episode or somebody really just, you know, going out because they feel like they're being threatened. And then me understanding them and then finding ways to redirect them versus let me physically do this. I don't need to put my hands on you to um, redirect you. So, but again, Military guy, I didn't call it whatever it was. I just think that was a punk move going up behind somebody and choking him out. That a dude that probably weighs like 120 at the most mm-hmm. because the guy is hungry. He says some other things. So I really do hope he gets prosecuted. Um, you know, he gets his fair trial, but we all saw that he was prosecuted. I don't care what your intent was. Right. I just know what you did. You know what I mean? Well, I they, they got him for manslaughter. I really didn't mean to sh- they got him from manslaughter, right. so that that that's that's accurate, right? And so that's I, I think that's what it was, and I, you know, like going back to what I was saying is that you, I don't care if you meant whatever you meant to do is what you did, right? I didn't mean to shoot this guy and kill him, but you did do it, correct? <laughs> you know, I didn't mean to run that red light, but you did do it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do, indeed, so I do. He just, he just has to be accountable for his actions. Um, Dr. Ken, I'll let you go there. I hope you have um, you and yours have a wonderful Mother's Day Sunday. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, Same with you. you All right. Take care. All right. Have a good one. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. There are so many stories coming out of the Milwaukee Police Department today. I just, I'm, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Um, internal Affairs records details the theft of police guns, officer discipline. Two officers l- abruptly left the force, but for reasons other than the theft. This is from... Uh, Derek Rose, anchor and investigative reporter for WISN-TV. Two police officers who were targets of internal affairs investigations because someone stole their department-issued handgun 
never faced discipline for the missing weapons. Instead, both had abrupt departures from the department while the investigations were still ongoing. Uh, while District 4 Police Officer Tiffany Williams reported her six-hour P320 stolen from her home in 2021, she initially suspected her on-again, off-again boyfriend of the theft. Now, I'm not going to say his name because nowhere in here was he charged. He was arrested for something, but it had nothing to do with the gun, that particular stolen gun. So I'm not going to say his name. But And this wasn't the only one. You know, there are messages and all that. And if you want to check out the story. There's a lot of information. Um, Interesting, to say the least. She would not be disciplined for the information leak or the stolen gun because they have texts of her talking to her 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 then on-again, off-again boyfriend. Um, They say she wouldn't be disciplined for the information leak or the stolen gun on May 27, 2021. She submitted her resignation to the then acting police chief, Jeffrey Norman, Citing personal reasons, her resignation letter was filed two weeks after records show she crashed a vehicle with a recorded blood alcohol level above the legal limit. One of the officers who responded on May 17th to the crash was District 5 officer Dominique Platzlaff. On February 22nd, 2022, Platzlaff reported his service weapon stolen from a vehicle near 24th and Valite. Internal Affairs discovered he loaned the vehicle to a relative and forgot his duty belt was inside the vehicle on accident among the missing police equipment was his gun, two magazines and ammunition. He would also leave the department without warning. Then he was fired June 23rd, 2022, not for the stolen gun, but for failing a drug test. Internal affairs records show he failed the test one month after someone stole his weapon. Lots of things going on in the Milwaukee Police Department. And when we come back, we'll talk about those videos. Remember those videos that were supposed to be released and the Fire and Police Commission said you had 15 days to release them? Well, guess what? You might have heard it on the Tory Lowe show, but now you're going to hear it again on my show. Um, There's some interesting things to come down the pike. Interesting things to come down the pike. So we'll get that ready. But first... I got something else to do. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now's your chance to be entered in to be a finalist on our One Call, That's All 5K giveaway winner. You heard it. That's $5,000. Be caller number three right now. Be entered in to win $5,000. Remember, if you or a loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call, that's all. Caller number three. Win this money. Be a finalist on the one call. That's all 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com, 833-212-1017. Caller number 3, 833-212-1017. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Want to say congratulations to Tammy. She's a finalist for the one call. That's all 5K giveaway. We'll be giving it away. Let me see. March, April, May, at the end of June, June 30th, if I'm not mistaken, on a Friday. I don't know whose show is going to be in. I think it's the morning show again. I think we rotate back to the beginning. It might be on mail show. In the mail. I don't know. That's why you got to listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can figure out when to win. But you don't have to listen until the 30th of June because Tammy is now a finalist for the One Call That's All 5K giveaway from Gruber Law Offices. So if you or your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call, that's all. That's how Tammy made it. One call. And she made it through. So. A judge temporarily blocked the new policy on release of MPD body camera video. The policy allowed families of those injured or killed by police to view the video within 48 hours. And it also requires body camera video to be released to the public within 15 days. I think part of the problem is what was there any. Um, well, before we do that, the Milwaukee Police Association requested a temporary injunction calling the FPC, Fire and Police Commission's policy, unlawful. It violates their collective bargaining rights, in particular, and impact on working conditions for officers. The city argued that the FPC release policy only impacts timelines for video release, not work conditions. The commission's new standard operating procedure for video took effect May 1st, allows families of those injured or killed by police to view the video within 48 hours of the incident. It also requires body camera video from other critical incidents to be released with, to the public within 15 days. Judge Frederick Rosa granted the temporary injunction saying the court needs more time to consider the arguments of this fairly significant dispute. New SLP will remain suspended at least until June 28th when the city and the NPA meet again over the injunction. So, but that means that it won't be released. Uh, there's, I can't think of the name of the law. It's named after a woman. can't remember it. There's a law that they were saying that this is what, um, oh, wait a minute. Let me see if I have it. I love live radio. Sometimes things pop in your head and you, let's see. No, that's not it. So we'll we'll have to figure out what that particular law was, but I'm sure somebody will hit me in the talking text line or text it. Um, Security Mike said regarding the uh, huh. Anyway, he must go to jail because I was trained when I was working security. Okay, being trained and working in security. For MPS is not being trained for a police officer or the Marines, I don't think, but I get what you're saying. He knew what he was doing. Again, Trump brought that out. Say what you want. Do what you want. Okay. Let me try to figure that one out. Brian said the vet knew what he was doing. Been in the Army. He knows the dynamic of strength and malnutrition. Homeless, skinny, black dude. Overwhelming force is par for the course for army trained professional. That's true. Overwhelming force. 
Yep. That is very true. Talking text on the call that said MPD and far too many others allow crooks and Klansmen to be hired. Nothing new. Uh, hey, these were black cops. Sorry. <laughs> like you made the assumption that these were white cops I was talking about. These were black cops. Mr. Madee, where you been? He said, happy Friday, Dr. Ken. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> anyway. 833-212-1017 is the number. What does this block mean? We'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour. What What does not being able to see the video mean? What would seeing the video mean? I don't necessarily know. Um, I, I think it's okay for the family to see it, but I think the family should sign a non-disclosure. And be held to it that if they do it, like put it in the law that if the family releases information on it, the family can be prosecuted. The caller said, I say a crooks and Klansmen. Black people can't be crooks? I don't know. Give me some context. Otherwise, I can only take it with what I'm talking about. So, so they don't have to release it. They'll release it when they do. I see things positive, things negative. This will give everybody time to calm down, figure out what needs to take place. Remind the Fire and Police Commission they don't make law. They make procedure. And that when you make procedure, you have to actually take the law and the contract into consideration. You can't just just make a unilateral decision and decide that this is, this is oh, this is what it's going to be. Well, no. That, that's not going to be. And I actually told somebody I thought that this was going to get overturned. That it was going to at least be hold, on, on hold until we figure out what's going on and what's going to happen. There are too many lives at stake. It sounds like you're just trying to show the police, which is understandable, transparency, right? Authenticity. But what you don't want to do is make one or both of the parties vulnerable to something that they shouldn't be vulnerable for. You know, you know what I mean? They're, they're, cops have rights just like the citizen and the, the victim or the actor has rights. Just because you're arrested doesn't mean, you know, you, know, you arrest a woman and her, her dress is coming off or her top comes down and you just let it hang. You, you can't do that. You have to treat people with dignity and respect. And I think the majority of cops do. The ones that don't need to go to jail. The ones that play shenanigans. If you take a drug test and you fail. Or if you lose your gun, you should be disciplined. Now, here's the thing. I don't think the person would have been disciplined that bad. They might have took a day. They might have got 30 days without pay. Your ego caused you to quit. Or was there something more nefarious going on? And you decided to leave under duress. Now, the problem is, won't that affect your job if you go try to get another job and they find out that you were, you know, you left? Hmm. I don't know. If you leave a job under duress, do you think that would be something negative held against you? I think it would. 
But I want to know your thoughts about this. This new policy being blocked now. And what that means with the summer coming up. With aggressive things going on in the city. And quite possibly. Something negative happening with the police and you not being able to know or understand what went on. I think it's too soon, but we'll talk about it. 833-212-1017 is the number. We've got the top five at five coming up. We got sports, weather, all sorts of things coming up just for you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, and we will be right back. 